Android Lindsay. You host the Batch Report in the USA. You also recap. Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise too. Happy holidays to you. It's a great track. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another week of The Batch Report, where we are talking about episode six of The Australian Bachelorette with Ellie and Becky. Yes, and this episode is a very exciting episode because group dates. Group dates, double dates, all the dates. Mud race. Well, we before the mud race, they start off with a double date with Pete and Frazier, and both of them have had dates already. So it's kind of interesting that they decided to kick off like with them getting more dates right and i thought this was a strange thought came to me and i was like are these two pete guys compatible with each other like i think that's what they were kind of feeling out is they wanted to see how does this person interact around my sister how do they interact with a guy that she's interested in right because they're gonna have to be around each other right because they would be brother-in-laws if they were to all get married so I think that's kind of what they were testing out here. And pretty I, extravagant date, if I do say so myself, because they catch these like speedboats. Yeah. And then they ride up to like a mega yacht or a super yacht, if you will. Yeah. So they're like, I honestly thought that the little like red speedboats looked more fun than the super yacht. But the guys, when they saw the super yacht, were like, oh, my gosh, like, the oh, super yacht. This is so awesome. Yeah. And I was like, OK. Which is like. That would be a pretty cool date, like if you went out on a speedboat and then like pulled up to. Honestly, a super yacht is a little bit much for me. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather roll up to like a cool boat that you could sleep on, but it wasn't so big that you're getting lost. Yeah. But I do like the idea for a double date because then they can kind of break up into two groups. Yeah, like go on completely have, different parts of the boat. Right. And have like some privacy. So that's exactly what they do. Yeah, so Pete and Becky are kind of talking about his business and, like, if he would be willing to move, if she'd be willing to move. So basically, he's like, well, my goal is for my restaurant or cafe or whatever to run itself, but it's not there yet. So even though that's the goal, like, it's I'm not ready to just leave it Honestly, for weeks at a time. I think Be- Becky considers Pete as a top contender. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think at this point, I think... He's probably, like, top two for her right now. Right. Because she's looking at him like, wow, he's really stable. He does have a divorce, but no kids. Yeah. So it's not like he's really tied down. I mean, besides his work, which is fine because it makes a form of stability, right? Well, let's think about who she has left for a second. So she has Pete. She has Adrian. She has Sam. And then she has Shannon. And that's it. Right. And I think Shannon, she really likes. But honestly, Shannon I, has kind of fallen into the back uh, drop at this point. I feel like they're realizing that their personalities maybe not be as compatible as... Like, I think they like the idea of each other, but I don't think they're as compatible as we thought they were at the beginning. To be completely open about it, I would say that Shannon needs a little more one-on-one time yeah. for me to get a better idea of where they stand. But I do think she had a really good time on the country date that they did. Yes. But I do think that 
Sam may be ahead of Shannon at this point in her mind. Like, I think it's probably Pete, then Sam, Which and then I Adrian and Shannon. some reservations, and I know it's not up to me mm-hmm. to decide, but I have some reservations about Sam because he seems a little bit, like, I don't want to say judgy, but after last week we saw him kind of questioning her about the cheating. her cheating, which is completely valid, but it's almost like... I think it's a the edit bit. that they gave to that as well. Yeah, it kind of made him come off like a little bit shunny. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you did that. And, and I disapprove. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's fine. But you also want to kind of have an open mind. Yeah. So it'll be interesting because I feel like he also needs more. Like, I feel like all the guys at this point, aside from Pete, need more time. Right. To figure out where they stand. I mean, Frazier has got plenty of time with... Uh, well, with Ellie. With Ellie. So, Pete gets a rose. They kiss. Whatever. And Both then guys it, get roses. Yeah. So, then it goes and they show Frazier and Ellie. And he's kind of, like, more reserved and nervous this time around. And he's kind of like, oh, I just want you to know that I have feelings. But he didn't... Like, he wasn't... He was very vague. You know what and I've noticed? she was like, oh, I'm so glad he opened up. And I was like, he didn't say anything. Yeah. And I felt like he was kind of just saying what she wanted to hear. Right. He's a he's like a people pleaser kind of. One of the things I noticed about this Australian um, season and also about the last American season mm-hmm. is that in the American season with Tasia, some of the guys got to a point where they were like, do I... And this happened with Dale just recently, too, mm-hmm. we found out. Where the guy's like, do I even really want to be with this person? Or am I convincing myself that I want to? Right. And am I just here to be on the show? Yeah. And what I've found is that in the past, that never really... That idea doesn't occur as strongly as it is as of late. Mm-hmm. With Especially with all of the lockups, right? Yeah. It's like everybody's been kind of locked down and more reserved. So they've had more time to kind of like self-evaluate. And I noticed that that has been more relevant, especially in this season with Adrian, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's kind of like, I'm just here to have fun. I you know, also it's like he like, doesn't even really necessarily feel connected. I feel like there's a lot of guys on currently. I feel like Frazier's that way. I feel like Adrian's that way. Well, yeah. I feel like even Shannon, to a point, is that way. Yeah. Well, so, Shannon actually seems giddy, and so does Pete. Or actually, not Pete. Frazier seems giddy as well. But Frazier is showing signs of that now, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, if you look back at, like, the first week, you see that, look at that first guy that left, you know? He was like, oh, I'm not feeling a connection with either one of you. Yeah. And, like, that's huge, right? Like, do you know, when's the last time you've seen that happen? It's been a while. Yeah. Somebody who's just like first week, like, I don't feel a connection. I'm out. Like, I don't know. Week one, that's like. That's big. Super rare. Yeah. Because usually they would at least stay a couple weeks and then be like, you know what? Like, I'm not feeling it. Right. Like, you want to give it its due diligence. And like, I think that might have been a little quick on his part. But he's at a certain point, like. If you know for sure. Maybe he's just like, this isn't right. Like, I don't feel it, you know. So, moving forward, group date. Oh, but after Fraser gets his rose, Ellie said something. That I want to point out. Oh, yeah. And she said, I always wondered what it would be like to kiss, like, the one. 
Oh. And she was like, that's the feeling I get when I kiss Fraser. Huh. Like the feeling like this is my person. You know what, though? Like, isn't that Which, kind of similar to what Dale and... Um... So what I'm hoping at this point in time is that she doesn't start to write everyone else off because in her head she's already decided right. that it's Fraser. Because I think that's going to lead down a path that may not be... It's like, going to be hard to recover from. And honestly, you're going to shut off a lot of people. Because if he's just kind of like one foot in, one foot out, like, I think I like her. I think I want a future. I don't know. And she's like 100% in. That's going to be a lot of pressure on that relationship. Right. So I'm hoping that she keeps an open mind over the next couple of weeks and like gives the other guys more time as well. Because I yeah. think James is actually like really there for her. I think so too. Okay. Um, moving forward, group date. Obstacle course. The guys must race for the girls' love. The winner will get some time with the girl. So what's of funny? His <laughs> what's funny is they're like, Adrian has to sit out because he's on antibiotics. And I was like, one, what is he on antibiotics <laughs> for? Two, why would you have to sit out from an obstacle course because you're on antibiotics? Hemorrhoids. Well, I, I was like, well, maybe he had like food poisoning and right. like could be or something or he actually looks like a jock gym a little bit like he spends a lot of time like swelling up. So I wonder if he like, like pushed a little too hard and got a hemorrhoid or, you know, maybe he has like uh that's like a really random thing. Well, I just am trying to figure it I out. I was sitting there because being pampered, I was, right? I was like, well, maybe he had like a sinus infection or something. Oh, could be, yeah. Like, there's lots of things you can take antibiotics. Sure, for, but sinus infection or hemorrhoids were, you know, fifty fifty. You know? <laughs> I mean, right in, right in. You know, <laughs> maybe we'll get him on the podcast just to ask that question. We're gonna post a poll later today on. Uh, He'd be like spider bite. <laughs> spider bite, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so... So he ends up being the referee. Which turns out to be, like, really great for him because he's hilarious. Yeah, because it's Becky's guys versus Ellie's guys, and the girls are racing with them. And, and he's all- like, I'm such a corrupt judge. And if <laughs> someone doesn't do the obstacle correctly, they have to go back and do it again. Yeah. So he kept making the other, like, Ellie's guys go back and redo things over and over because... He wanted... Becky's uh, guys are, they call them, like, the old guys, right? Because right. they're all older. So he kept giving them like the little boost. And then at the very end, he was like, oh, Frazier pushed Shannon. Yeah. Gotta go back. Which is funny because at the beginning of the race, Shannon pushed Frazier. Oh, they were pushing each other the entire time. They farmed him. But when he saw that his team was going to lose, he's like, oh. Made a quick call. Send him back. Which is pretty funny. And then, (laughs) so Becky's team ended up winning and she ended up picking Adrian as the person to get time with because she was like, I like that you cheated the system for me. Yeah. I think it was mainly the fact that sibling rivalry is definitely real. Yeah. And you know that she wanted her team to beat Ellie's team so bad. Right. And something that was brought up during this episode was that Becky's actually been working for, I can't remember what government, but she's been working for the government for 20 years. Oh, yeah. I Googled it because she was talking to Pete about movie and i was like well what does she do for a job right and then she's been working for the government for 20 years so being in that type of job you definitely build up a mentality of like you know us we're gonna win right like we're gonna put ourselves first so like i can see why that 
resides in her and why she holds that to such value. And Adrian did, like, he had a very positive attitude the whole time and was cheering yeah. on the guys and was like... He was like, you know, I always say in history, the corrupt ones are always the most interesting. Yeah. You know, like, you always look back and you look at the history books and you go, oh, it's way more interesting to read about, you know, Stalin than yeah. it is to read about... You know, I don't know. I can't even think of a good one. Anyway, moving forward. So this was actually really great that Adrian got the one-on-one time because last time he and Becky were chatting, he was kind of like, I don't think about the future. I just live for the moment kind of thing. Like, I'm just hanging with the bros. I'm like here for a good time. He's like a party boy. Yeah. So then this time when they hung out, he was talking about how he's starting to like take it more seriously. They're like hanging out in the hot tub and he's like, I'm so into you. Which I'm like, cool. And Lindsay did bring up a good point that the infatuation of the Bachelor or Bachelorette just in general Mm -hmm. creates like a false sense of uh, attachment. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, one, they've been in quarantine for weeks. Now they're like going on dates and they're competing against other people and convincing themselves that they like have to be with this person. Right. So I think, like, the longer people are on there, the more they even, like, trick themselves into thinking that they're, like, really in love with somebody. Mm. So he's like, I can see a future with you. And I wrote that it feels more like a crush. Like, maybe at this point he has, like, a little bit of, like, an infatuation crush on her. But I don't think he's ready for marriage. See, I put he finally is getting serious about it because... Well, he said he's getting more serious, but I don't... I don't think serious means, like marriage i think serious means like i could see dating this person outside of the show see i'm gonna have to wait and see what he says about serious because they didn't really show much after that Mm -hmm. like so i'm really curious about the next episode to see what he means by serious yeah because they basically just show them kissing and then it cuts to the cocktail party right and they don't really show much of him at the cocktail party because there's a whole joe fiasco So Joe pulls Ellie aside first, even though James was, like, really looking forward to pulling her aside. And he recreates their first date that they had back in Newcastle. So he's like, look, it's Calamari, whatever. It's just, like, that cafe we went to. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that's so sweet. You remembered. And she's probably sitting there going, that's not what I ordered. Like, that's what I imagined her saying in her head was, like. Right. This isn't anything like that. Which is so funny because it's just, like, Joe what are you doing? You know, like, why would you want to, like, stir up? Like, you want to show... That you're your, starting fresh. Yeah, like, where you are today, not, like, don't where bring you up were past... Where you a year ago. Like, it didn't work out, you know? And now you... Like, he was like, oh, well, we went on this first date before, and I didn't give you the attention I should have. Therefore, right. we're redoing it. For sure. And yeah. it was like, I don't know, I didn't like it. I... It made me It didn't of, bother me too much, but... But I did like what... James does a little bit better. I did too. And the funny thing about James is, is he's always like every cocktail party. I'm going to be the first one to pull her aside. I got something to tell Well, and the thing is he jumped up and was like, oh, can I talk to you? And then Joe like sweeps her away while he's asking for time. Yeah. And I feel like James and Joe have quite the little rivalry kind of going because James gets very like, I don't want to say possessive. He gets very sure, like you could say possessive. And it's not yeah. necessarily possessive though. He just gets irritated anytime Joe takes time. I actually feel really um good about learning more about James because like the more I learn and see James, mm-hmm. 
the more I'm like, wow, he's kind of an interesting character. Like, because yeah. I was like, oh, he's just like kind of a brutish when I first saw him. But the more I learn about him, I'm like, oh, he's just got like, he's very passion driven. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, I thought they were going to paint him as like the season villain. Right. Because I was like, he's a little bit rude to some of the guys. He's a little bit aggressive. Well, he came off a little little brutish and reserved and now he's coming off like very passionate yeah which i think that better fits his description yeah so when he sits down with ellie he reads her a letter that he wrote about like his feelings towards her and how like how he felt when he first saw her and everything else and then he gave her this rose quartz crystal on like a necklace and he was like i've been carrying this around for years because rose quartz is supposed to be like the crystal that like helps attract love Right. And he's like, very charming. He's like, I've been carrying this around for years and I feel like it's meant to go to you because I feel like I'm falling for you and I feel like you're the person who should have this. And I think that was a really nice touching moment. And I really feel like he is interested and invested in her. I think so too. And also another thing is seeing them together. They make sense like it they, they complement each, each other. other's um looks in mm-hmm. a way and they're and they complement each other's like personality personality so i think he's a top contender but not i don't think she considers him a cop top contender. i know and it bums me out because it's like he's the pro wakeboarder right right so he's, like he's he likes got... adrenaline he likes to travel like everything that she is looking to do in the next few years in a relationship is right. exactly where he's at. They would make a great couple, I think. But we have to kind of like wait and see because I don't know if there's long-term sustenance there. Like if it's just mm-hmm. going to be like... Oh, we have a great six months or a year together and then right. it just fizzles. We've traveled. We like went and basically did our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Not a real honeymoon, but just but yeah, did like The honeymoon, honeymoon phase stuff. of a relationship. Yeah. Right. And now I don't know if he's going to be ready to like i mean he actually he did say he was ready for kids but i don't know if he's ready to take the leap does that make sense Mm -hmm. like i could definitely see him raising a little wakeboard kid but i don't know if he's ready to take that leap but honestly i don't know if she's quite ready to have kids that's another thing because she's what she just turned 24 25 so it's like she's at a point where she wants kids but i don't think she wants kids right now and also i don't know if he might be a little too hardcore for her like, too intense? Like I don't know, extreme. but he, he does have, like, a very, like, sensitive, sincere, like... Right. I'm excited well. to learn more about James. So I know. I'm going we'll to be super bummed wait out. if he gets, he gets booted next week. Yeah. No, not in a fight. Like, if she's just like, oh, sorry, sending you home, and then keeps some of the other guys, I'm going to be like, what? I keep waiting for it because he's always, like, on his private chat with the camera. He's always like, man... I'm going to get this guy, Joe. I'm going to knock him. I'm going to take him out of the game. You know, he's going down. And then, like, when you see him chatting with Joe, he's, like, very um, gentleman-like and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, not losing it, not losing his cool. But he does ask Joe a lot of questions. He's the one that's always like, well, what does weekend mean? Like, how far did he go? He's getting intel. How many dates did you go on? I kind of like that a little bit. Like, I like that he's not such a hothead Mm -hmm. as it turns, like, as it seems in private. Which, I mean, I get that because I know when I get upset sometimes, like, I'll be, like, stewing to myself. And if right. there was a camera, I'd probably be like, oh, my gosh. And yeah. then, but then when you talk like to someone face to face. Yeah. Cool. Let's, like, if you're going to be a hothead, do it in private for sure. Yeah. You know? So, cool. 
I think that's it. Well, we, we have oh, to talk about the rose ceremony. And the rose ceremony. Which was very anticlimactic because Damien goes home. And this is no shock because Damien has had no time. And I forget Damien's name 90% of the time. Yeah, I see him and he looks like a fun guy, but there was no chemistry. I didn't even really know who he was going for. He was there for Ellie, Ellie I guess. The, but yeah. the only thing I remember is the photo shoot date with him. And other than that, I... No, nothing. Honestly, so. Damien would be a cool character to have on Paradise. Except they canceled Paradise. They did, but maybe next year. Maybe once COVID is like resolved. Yeah. We may Paradise is Paradise. like a cesspool for swapping um, each other's uh, fluids. So <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, do they really want to be doing that? And things can get crazy. And, you know, on the American Paradise last year, they had a guy walk like three miles to a bus stop. So, you know, you no, don't that, know. That was the Australian one. Oh, that was Australian one? Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> last year on the Australian one. So, you know, you don't know who they're going to get engaged with, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's probably best that they um, at least postpone that. So yeah. we will talk to you next week for episode seven of The Australian Bachelorette. Ciao.